Hi, my name is Daniel, and you're listening to the Bearded Brew Podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Bearded Brew Podcast. Episode four lands us on the other side of Australia in the beautiful city of Perth. I'm joined by two close mates of mine who also double up as family on this little tour of Perth bars and breweries. We captured audio from four of these stops which also included some questions for each of the lads. With this, I decided to piece together this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoy this little tour of Perth as we hit up Bob's Bar, Petition Beer Corner, Bright Tank and Blast Brewing. And for anyone listening from Perth, I know I keep calling the first bar Bob's Burgers and not Bob's Bar. And the sad thing is, I can't even blame the beers as this was early. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Like, really hot beer. Oh, shit, I could drink that all day. That's really good. Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Would you like to know? I would love to know. The Mountain Goat IPA. It's the Mountain Goat IPA? Yeah. Really? I've heard you mention IPA a lot, so I thought that's the beer for you. I thought this was the Colonial. We're on the Colonial small. Right. This is what happens small when you're on different beers. I didn't yeah. realise that. I've tuned out. It's, yep. it's what happens when you start a podcast and you're four or five beers deep. That's it. So this is the Perth tour. So this is our stop one. So we're out Bob's Burgers. And where are we, Jess? We're in... Just oh. under the BHB building. But what is the building called that we're at? I think it's called the Print Hall. Uh, no, Brookfield. Oh, Brook- Brookfield Complex. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this is the original Print Hall yep. of that's the Western what I was Australian for. That's what I thought newspaper. Yeah. And what's the... Do you know the significance behind this bar? Why is it called Bob's Bar? Bob's Bar after the late Bob Hawke. Oh, well, cheers on Bob Hawke. Cheers. Hawkey. And to celebrate, we had a... Pork special burger. We did. Which is a buttermilk fried chicken with polo sauce. I had the Royale with cheese. Left the pickles in. Not much of a pickles fan, but left them in there. So let's let's paint some context. What what number of podcast is this? Well, who knows? Does that change the way you think of what we're doing? Or not? Not really. Moving forward, I was thinking. So beer is obviously a big part of everyone's lives in this yep. discussion. Yeah. At what point did we actually start enjoying beer? Because I'm speaking from personal experience, I went a good three or four years before I actually started craving and actually enjoying it. I would go out with $20 and think, what's the, the cheapest, most economic way to get through the night? And I would have beer. Whereas, you know, obviously, as we go on, we actually start craving it. We're to the point that... Uh, to be honest, well, really enjoying beer was probably early in my 30s. I never, I, I don't think I ever searched for craft beer options. Definitely didn't search for craft beer options. Maybe because the scene wasn't as big, or maybe I couldn't find something that I really, really like. So I find that fascinating. It's a lot like coffee as well. The thing with coffee, it's just nearly the same journey as the beer. Because you start getting really obsessed with the brand. There's some there's beers out there that I'll get obsessed with the brand, and I'll love the beer, and some will say, no, it's a terrible beer. You hate the pirate life beers. Yeah. No disrespect to my life, but I just cannot stand your beer. No disrespect, but I'm going to throw absolute disrespect yeah. at it. What is it you don't like about uh, Not too sure. I don't want to get too deep into it, but when I had your first pale ale, 
felt like I was drinking a pint full of bloody pine cones. Pine <laughs> <laughs> cones. Yeah. Yeah, just didn't agree with my palate. So yeah, we're at a boxing event in Perth at the exhibition centre. Choice was Pirate Life or Coronas out of a plastic cup. <laughs> so. And in hindsight, you made the wrong choice. Yeah, I don't think there was a right choice on the night. <laughs> There's nothing so, wrong with Coronas out of a plastic cup. Oh, have you ever tried it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's what I'd be reaching for. No. This is viral life. No. We're calling this our first stop on the on the Perth tour, so we've got a couple of brews that we want to hit up today. I'm really keen to hit up Blaster Brewing, which is we've worked out it's about a three-kilometre walk from where we are now, and then we also want to hit up... Uh, what was the other place we wanted to go? We got Bright Tank. Yeah, so Bright Tank is something that I've been kind of looking at on Instagram for a little bit and I wanted to get out there and check it out. So we're going to head there very, very soon. I think we're going to get a... Are we going to get a Blaster first or we got a Bright Tank uh, first? Bright Tank and Blaster. Yeah, so we're going to get a Bright Tank first. So we're just going to finish up our beers here at Bob's Burgers and then we're going to hit the road. So catch us at the next venue. Okay, so we're at Petition. Petition? Yeah, Petition Beer Corner. Petition Beer Corner. On the corner of St George's Terrace and Barrack Street. Oh, lovely. CBD. Smash that location. We actually came here because we were at the stop before and I got a little inbox message from a fellow beer blogger who's local in Perth area. His handle is Daniel Loves Beer. Uh, shout out to Daniel Loves Beer, so thanks for the suggestion. We're actually on our way to Bright Tank, so we've just popped in. Um, to petition to check it out. Absolutely floored by the uh, selection of beers that are available. I said in our last little stop I was going to introduce the boys, so we didn't do a formal introduction at the first stop, so we'll do it now. So I've got my two brother-in-laws with me. One who is from Western Australia, so it's probably the reason why we're actually here to see him. Jess, how are you? I'm good. It's good. Do you come out much to these little spots? Yes and no. Yeah, so craft beer's not really your scene though. No, me and craft beer, we got this on and off relationship. <laughs> so I I don't drink craft beer all the time, but I have yeah. a good appreciation for a good, nice yeah. craft beer. So if I'm going out for lunch or dinner, yeah. I always go for a pint of craft beer. Yeah, yeah, nice. I don't go me go my. Uh, what, what's your usual beer. go-to? Because oh, really I see a lot of Great Northerns floating <laughs> yeah. around your yard. Yeah, see, a lot, a lot I've got a couple of kids now, so I'm on the light beers. Yeah, that's probably but, a smart uh, idea. I like uh, Cold Cold Dry, yeah. Great Northern, yeah. but I'm a fan of Lashes. Yeah. Any Squires, uh, any um, Little Creatures. Yeah. Oh, Little Creatures, that's yeah. good. Do you get out to Freya much and have a look at their brew? Uh, any chance I get, I'll go. Yeah, they do some really good wood fire pizza out there. They do. Spot. Yeah, is a great spot. Yeah, I love it. Uh, second guest, my other brother-in-law, Marcus. How are you going? We're doing good. I'm uh, honoured to be part of the the Beer to Brew Perth tour, and uh, here's cheers to, to Daniel Loves Beer because we wouldn't be here without no, him. No, and it actually is a really really cool spot. It's a really cool little building too. Sony, do you have much of a craft beer love? Look, I'm very very much dictated by my brothers that. If you tell me something is uh, of significance and, and explain the reasons, then I'm all for it. I'm not one to say no, but by nature, I'm not someone who's, who's out there searching for... No, because I know when you're at my place, there's a lot of time you'll bring the Bud Light over. There's a lot of Bud Light. <laughs> there's a lot of whiskey. There's a lot of whiskey. We do spend some Sunday afternoons watching UFC 
four to six buds. And we were talking the other day how uh, buds and American sport go hand in hand. So. Well, it's funny because if you're not watching those sports and you try to drink bud, they just seem terrible. No, you don't drink And them. the earliest I know that me and Marcus watch um, some NFL and we do a, a Super Bowl party and we're drinking buds at, what, eight o'clock in the morning and they go down a treat. Now, what is that? Is it that the experience of the event? It's not actually the ingredients. No, they don't taste better at 8 No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's the excitement of it. <laughs> We've gone for three really different drinks. Jess just kind of looked at the menu and guys, what was the lowest alcohol content and he went for? That's what I felt. Very responsible. And Jess, what did you grab? I grabbed a Sly Fox Summer good, Ale. Good name. Good name. Is that local? I think it is local. It's local. Like, is that feral? That's feral brewery. Yeah, yeah. So 4.7 percent. How did it taste? How did it come up? I think it's quite nice. You could actually drink that. A bit more yeah, of a session. Yeah, you could drink that for a session, not yep. just a one-off. And Sony, you grabbed the new money, yeah? New money. IPA. New money, uh, $16 for 300 mils. Fortunately, <laughs> it wasn't my shout, but it's a very citrusy, it's just good vibes for you. I know that sounds really simple, and I'm here to hear the, the beer to brew's take on that, but it just makes me feel good. Well, I think it's because it was my shout and it was $16, so I think that's why you're loving it. But I like the name, and it is a US. It's probably why it's got a little bit of extra tax on it, so it's probably $16. <laughs> yeah. so. I actually can't remember what I got because I need to have a flip You got through. the New England. Yeah, I got the New England. No, I got the double IPA. Double IPA. Oh, here it is. So I hit up the, the Too Fresh, Too Ridiculous double IPA, which is the Nowhere Man. It's also a WA drop, 8.2%. Um, actually, it actually drinks a lot smoother than 8.2%, so I really liked it. And I think this place is ticking all the boxes. I like the feel of it too. It's got that really industrial feel, really exposed roof. Um, they've got a lot of a lot of the old beers. Yeah, a lot of the old beers. A lot of history. Jess, do we know any history about this building uh, since you're the well, um, actually, I historian do, of Perth? I do. I don't know much about the actual building, but this whole building, I think, parts of this was renovated for a six-star motel. I had eatery. thongs on when I was walking in. I yeah. actually thought I was going to get stopped at the door. When we did walk up, we did think that they're going <laughs> to let us in or not. So. I've seen a few suits standing around looking for a beer. Yeah. So. They cleared out quickly when they saw us turn up. So, so I think the, the actual motel part of it's called Como Treasury or something, which is a six-star yep. um, motel. Six Would star. you even call it a motel? No, I don't think it's, it's, there's too many six-stars <laughs> motels. No, it's, uh, it's a six-star... Hotel? Stay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the extra star, you reckon? Uh, I think it's just that's that step above everything else yeah. so yeah. I'd say at a thousand dollars oh easy thousand dollars so, anyway yeah. that's petition so that's stop two on the Beer to Brew podcast I've introduced the boys to you we might dig a little deeper into the boys in our third stop which is going to be Bright Tank so uh, stay tuned venue number three where are we Jess since you're the local uh, we're at uh, Bright Tank Probably uh, East Perth. How long did it take us to walk here from the last Far, <laughs> far, far East Perth. Too long. Uh, we are puffed and we are thirsty. I said it was going to take us 19 minutes to walk here and I swear it did take us 19 minutes to walk here. But anyway, we're here. We're at Bright Tank. Bright Tank was on one of my, was actually one of the listed breweries that I actually wanted to come to today. So first impressions, I like it. 
It's cool. I like the graffiti art. I love this table. I like that it's a huge long table, so everyone's sort of eating together. Yep. So it's not just these sectioned off tables. I think I like that. Yeah. And what I also liked is as I walked past the kitchen, the chef engaged in conversation mm. with me. I like that. So as he was prepping, mm. bit of a shout out. It's a funky feel, and the, and the gentleman that served us is wearing a nice yellow Hawaiian shirt. I love it. We know that a hard-earned thirst is the best cold beer. And yep. Jess, what's the best cold beer right now? New World Order. Oh, pale ale. It's with a pale ale. A so you two secret. boys went the same beer? We did. All right, cool. And we know your acquired taste. So, so you guys hooked me up and you asked for a pint and the guy said no. No. Look, so we, tell we, me why the guy said no. We took some judgment into it and we, we felt that based on your preferences and what you might like, that the new world order just wouldn't cut it. Now I'm going to leave it there and let Jess explain the rest. Jess, what, what okay, is it? So what is this? What is this? It actually, it's quite light in colour, so I can't expect to be that heavy. <clears throat> so I keep hearing IPA. It's a tanked goat. Come out of your a come tanked out of your goat for those listeners. So what's the style, mate? Where's the? Uh, so this isn't well. It's saying here a double IPA, but on the chalkboard it says a triple IPA. And it has a 10.5% rating. Yeah, that could be a double. That could be so, a double. taste, it says a mega dank hop forward IPA. Bright tank plus mountain goat. Uh, it packs a punch. I just took a sip then. I can taste all of 10.5% of yeah. alcohol of that. That is crazy. Yeah. Nice though. Nice. It's really fruity. Um, not much bitterness to it, which is really cool. It's a good beer. Yeah. Thanks, boys. No worries. Well done. Fenny 3 so far success. One of the things for the Beer to Brew podcast is we do like to talk a little bit of small business. Mate, you're a small business owner yourself. I am. Can you tell me a little bit about your business and what you guys do? Yep. So, uh... I run a small business called Daily Grind Floor Preparation. Yeah. Uh, it involves you know, a lot of removal of floors, concrete grinding, and also installation of new floors. I'll give you a little bit of a background on, on me. I moved over here when I was 22. Uh, did the flooring for a little bit while I was probably young, young and dumb, as we would say. <laughs> young and dumb. And throughout that time, I was in a serious relationship, as I still am now decided uh, I'd go to the mines so how was that experience it was good it yeah. served its purpose in in the interim yeah so I was there for five years uh, drilling uh, for a good company called range drilling point in life and my age the yep. mines were a very secure safe income yep at the point in time when did that change when I had my first yep. child so Brody and I just made it to be a driller at that stage, and uh, I think I spent, I don't know, nearly 12 months drilling, and then I realised I didn't want to work away from a family anymore. Yeah. Was it hard, like, especially Brody was obviously a newborn at that stage, was yeah. it hard being away? Because you were on a two-on-one roster, yeah? Two-on-one, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not the worst roster around, but I think when you got young kids involved, that two weeks away from your kids is a long time. Yeah. So yeah, I did find it hard, and I was missing out on a lot. And you got to think of your wife at home too. Yeah. Because uh, going to work 
is actually easier yeah. than being at home looking after kids. That's that's the hard part. Yeah. Was that kind of your main reason for going back to your original trade? It was. Yeah. So I had a point where, yeah, I was doing quite well in the drilling. I yep. was making good money. I was doing good meters. Uh, all the bosses said I was doing the right thing. But I had this moment where I was like, all this time and effort I'm putting in to this drilling. Yeah. Like, what if, what if I shifted that time and effort into something I wanted to do? And yeah. Something for myself and something for my family. You know, a hundred hours a week or whatever we're doing in the mines. What if I did that for myself? Yeah. Like, surely, if you put that effort in, you can make it. So, I did that. Uh, well, I didn't do that. I made the decision that that's what I was going to do. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, is yeah. this going to work? Yeah. And I'm like, it will work. No matter what, I'll make yeah. it work. I made a decision while I was up there that I wanted to come back and do my trade. And as any wife would, they started to worry yeah. about you know, how the fuck we're going to pay the mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. How we're going to pay the bills, which is fair enough. But I guess when you've got a goal or a vision in your mind... Yeah, I think yeah, you can see past all that. So when you left the mines, so you went straight into back into flooring, right? Did you go work for yourself or did you go work for someone else? No, nah, back. Uh, so I started cold. Started yeah. cold. Yeah, I had one contact, a good friend of mine, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, I owe a lot, a lot to him. Yeah. Uh, he got me in contact with a few different people to go back to. Yeah. But yeah, basically I didn't work for anyone that I worked for before because yeah. maybe they had a lot to do with why I left. So yeah, basically start fresh. And where did the inspiration for the daily grind element come? <laughs> was that straight away or did that did you build up to that? As far as the daily grind, um, was it always an idea in your head yeah, to, well, to, to do that part of it? I was trying to think of a good name, basically. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything. And I was just driving along one day and thought, daily grind. Well, yeah. And I'm like, that, that really rings a bell. Did you have a coffee in the hand at the same time? Were you thinking about a nice brew? Well, <laughs> well I didn't. But a lot of people now, if I say daily grind, they assume a coffee shop. But <laughs> okay, I no, assure no. you it's not. Floor preparation. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually funny with that name. I actually called my sister Amy. And she was the first person I mentioned that to, Daily yeah. Grind. And yeah, Amy's quite, um, what would you call it? I don't know, she's happy-go-lucky. She's like, I love it. Yeah. She's like, I love it. And uh, yeah. that, so ever since then, it's stuck. Did you actually feel like that you wanted to build yourself a bit of a brand around what the Daily Grind was about? Yes. Like concreting, yeah. floor polishing, things like that. Obviously, you're still yeah. weighing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But you've got a bigger goal. What's your, what's oh, your bigger goal with without that? Without a doubt. Like, yeah. yes, I'm a qualified floor layer by trade. I enjoy it, but I don't love it. Mm. So, at the moment, I'm working towards a concrete, go uh, concrete grinding business, like polished concrete, honing, uh, mainly floor preparations, which we do a heap of now. Like, it's yep. probably 80% of my work. Yeah. Uh, 20% laying, which is already in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely further down the track to be polished concrete. Like, it's just the in thing at the moment. It has been for 20 years, but it's just yep. getting bigger. Like, yeah. I think there's a statistic saying that in America it's like a one, like a two billion dollar industry. Wow. And growing, so yeah. 
it's yeah. just silly if you if you if that's what you're into. Yeah. Why not? Well, it's a beautiful it. looking product. Your house at the moment, you've done some grinding yeah. inside, and to see the uh, the shininess of the floor and the way those rocks come through. Um, the floor look absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, with two kids, polished concrete, yeah, Mate, you, you will not wear that out. And we're in a commercial venue right now. And yep. You can see these these floors are exactly the same. Mm. So there's obviously a market out there. Absolutely. And and one of the things I like doing within my trade, uh, just uh, actually within myself, yep. I like operating machinery. Yep. So from drilling, which I absolutely loved, it's just, I guess, the time away from home didn't suit, but yeah. drilling itself was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and now, like, my drive is to have a remote-controlled uh, concrete grinding machine. Wow. So that's right up my alley with uh, operating yeah. machinery and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And right on floor strippers, yeah. concrete grinders, jackhammers. Yeah. All the toys. Demolition-type stuff. Yeah. I love it. So. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely the way the business is going. For you at the moment, is there plenty of work still happening? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any um, blokes that currently work for you? Yeah, I've got two two blokes at the moment. Yeah, wow. Uh, so I've had one bloke for about nearly the whole time I've been back. I yeah. found him quite early. Yeah. Uh, and we've just put another young bloke on. Yeah. Um, so he's doing really well. I think that two year, within the next two years, I'd like to have five people working for me. I love doing what I'm doing. I love working. Yep. But I think my real drive is to run a business, not be in a business. Yep. So that's where I'm heading. You like finding the work. And I love it, yeah. Yep. Dealing with people, finding solutions to problems. Like, that's yep. what I love. <laughs> but I will find it hard to step away. Like, yeah. I just love I just love working, really. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I think work is my hobby. Because I just do not have many hobbies at the moment, <laughs> apart from being a dad and working and running business. That's yeah. it. We're sitting at Bright Tank here, so we're just going to polish off these drinks, and we're probably going to head to venue number four, which is Blaster Brewing. We'll check you guys at the next venue. We're at stop number four for the Beer to Brew Perth tour. Yep. Jess, because as before, you are the local. Tell us where we're at. We are at. I would nearly call it Birdswood. Birdswood. Yeah, because yeah. you said we'll walk here, and I said, no, we'll take an Uber. Yeah, so I thought we could take it over the new bridge, uh, heading towards a new, uh, new stadium. Yeah, first the stadium. We went past it, though. We, we did. We, we drove past, past that. As, yeah. a, as a professional in the health and fitness industry, <laughs> we do know that two out of every five Australians don't get their recommended dose of physical activity. Oh, but, damn. but what I can say is we're not those two today because <laughs> we've walked a long, long way to get to these pubs. I, l- I love that Stoney's dropping some statistics on health and fitness yeah. in the Bitter Brew podcast. That's awesome. Um, but we've made our way to Burstwood and the brewing company we're at, Jess, is... Blaster Brewing. Blaster Brewing. Now, this has been on my list for a little while. Last time I was here at Perth, I actually wanted to get out here, but didn't get a chance. So I'm actually really excited to be here. And we've started off strong. Me and Stoney have gone the Nitro. I think the Nitro is actually labelled Breakfast of Champions. It's a heavy drink. It's a very heavy drink. Two kilograms of muscle, steel, and sex appeal. <laughs> That's where we start. It's a very, very much a beer, beer hall vibe, isn't it? I love it. Almost actually. like the Hofbra House in yeah. Germany. Oh, nice. Good reference. We've got some really cool lights, some good artwork on the, on the walls. It's obviously an active brewery, so behind the bar, 
you've got all your vats. Blasto is very active and they are pumping out a lot of new beers lately. And um, there's actually some really good beers because I've got some choices. So me and Stoney have got got the Nitro Breakfast of the Champions. Jess didn't want to go to the Nitro. No. Just backed off a, a bit little bit. For me. A little bit thick, a little bit too dark for Jess. Way too dark. So what did you go, Jess? I think you went the Mosaic. I went the Mosaic, American yeah. Pale. Yeah, so the American Pale Ale. So. It's still on the little thicker side, <laughs> but I still appreciate the effort that went into it. Mate, it's, it's a really good looking beer. Um, but the, the Nitro, I'm actually a really big fan of. I've tried to challenge myself during this winter to find some darker beers that I actually really enjoy. And, and if I've been... you're chasing dark, that is dark. Well, you can't see through it. You, that is the darkest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty crazy. Um, check it out. I reckon at a night time, this place would go pretty well for itself. They do coffees at the front as well. They do. I, I have been known to slip past for a sneaky latte on the way to work or in between jobs. Yep. Yep. They do a great coffee here. They've got a little bit of merch shop at the back there with some Blaster Brewing Co. merch for sale. They've obviously got a full um, menu as well. Um, yep. They look like they're popping out quite a few meals at the yeah, moment. Yeah, the meals look fantastic. And as you can hear, it's quite a, a loud venue. They've got the tunes pumping and everything like that. So um, One thing I will add, as a, as a young father, I've noticed there's a sand pit in the play area out the back there. So Shout out the sand pit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, so you can literally throw the kids in the sandpit and have a few pints with the missus and have a good night. Any listeners with, with kids age four or below, this is the venue for you in Perth. Is that what <laughs> I'm hearing? And it has a high fence because you parents out there would know. <laughs> we don't want the kids jumping the fence. Yeah, there's playgrounds, but yeah, they can get out. But if you got your eye on them, they cannot get out of here. <laughs> This sounds like more like a kids' educational video. It does, than... but hey, this stuff resonates with uh, young parents these days. Man, the beer... They still want to live their life and have kids as well. So, Man, the beer brew is trying to educate everyone. Maybe the listeners want to hear a little bit about you. Yeah, fill us in, Marcus. Well, I think we've already covered the most part. We're in, I'm in the health and fitness industry. We want to get more people more physically active more often. I'm more better than to start a pub crawl around Perth. <laughs> I feel I'm upholding my end of the bargain for Latrobe City. So do you feel the fourth pub in is probably not the best time to ask you about in your career? No, look, uh, to be honest, I think we, we've done enough walking today that justifies my choice. <laughs> now we're getting on to the UFC, and I think it's good. I know it's not a run-of-back podcast. Oh. This won't see the life of day, but it's good conversation <laughs> nonetheless. Oh, hit me. Hit me. Health, local health government, health what's some of the challenges that you have currently in local government? Look, the biggest challenge is you can have an area of passion, so you say health and fitness. Yeah. The biggest challenge in local government is you work for organisations that instantaneously the community, uh, they've got a negative perception. So we're trying to get more people more physically active more often. Yeah. But commonly the community just look at local government as roads, rates, rubbish, 
and there's not a lot of appreciation for all the services that we actually do deliver. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we just want to get people living their best life. I know that sounds cliche, Tony Robbins shout out. <laughs> we want to get people living their best life, more healthy, more physically active. Yeah. And if at the end of the day, people are choosing to, to go and join commercial gyms, we're happy with that. At the end of the day, we don't want to dominate the fitness industry. Yeah. We just want the community to get more active. Yeah. Well, I think it creates a better community if your community is a little bit more active in that sense. Like if we're active and we can look after ourselves a little bit better, we can create better communities that are a little bit more active, a little bit more socially connected. You've hit the nail on the head. Unequivocally, there's like massive advantages with people being more active and more physically involved in their community, yeah. but it's a social aspect. There's a lot of people in the community that don't have big networks, so they're looking for outlets, places they can go where they can engage with people and, and form a sense of community, and that's what we look to do, is try and bring the community together, places where they can be more physically active, they can exercise, they can have fun, they can build relationships. That's what we're all about. So that, in in essence, that's what I do. Is that hard to try to get people engaged in that environment? Like, is there challenges that you really, you hit constantly with that? Look, there's massive challenges, and the biggest one is, obviously you can't run leisure facilities at a break even. It's yeah. a massive cost to the community. So to run an aquatic centre and a gym, and group fitness, it's an enormous cost to the community. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the community that simply can't afford to access those facilities. So that in a sense presents a massive challenge. How do we get people who can't afford to come to our facilities the ability to access leisure facilities? So we're looking to try and move into the next generation, get really innovative, take our service. You obviously can't take an indoor pool out of the community, but you can take the services that we deliver out of the community. And that's where we're looking to go. We're looking to grow and get more people more active by taking our personal trainers out into everyday Australians and get them more active. Yeah, wow. Um, do you guys get involved with local uh, clubs as well, like footy clubs and netball clubs and things like that? Not so much clubs, because yeah. clubs are their known environment. So people who yeah. in, in footy clubs are already participating in physical activity. Yeah. We've uh, recently engaged with a number of uh, active ageing uh so retirement centres essentially yeah. oh, to, cool. to get the elderly community more active because yeah. we know that the elderly population are less likely to be involved in physical activity. Yeah. So we've done a lot of progressive work in that space trying to get the, the elderly demographic more involved in, in functional living, making them live longer, enjoying their quality of life and that sort of thing. Yeah. And do you guys have a, um, a measure of success when it comes to that sort of environment? It's, uh, it's really tough to quantify. Yeah. We know that Big Health, who are the, the state organisation, they do a lot of work in trying to be able to quantify this measure. Uh, it is really difficult because we're looking at quality measures. So people who, in effect, may be living to 90 years of age, we can't quantify that through our services they're living to 92 or 94. Yeah. What we can say is that they're, they're getting more active than they otherwise would have been had they not engaged in our, in our provision of services. Yeah, right. Um, did you always have a passion for the sort of health and fitness industry? Is this something you got into early? So I think in, in 2003, like I, I finished school and thought, what's my next step? Initially, I jumped into the health and fitness industry and got my certificate three and certificate four, which yep. basically means you can work in a gym or you can be a personal trainer. Yep. 
So right from an early age, I was keen on being active on a personal sense. So now, you know, 15 years later, to be trying to get more people in the community more active, I guess that, that does seem fairly rewarding, as cliche as that does seem. Yeah. It does seem. Venue 4, Blast of Brewing, fantastic venue. If you're in Perth, get around it. They've got a great selection of take-home beers as well. And it looks they like they do the, can their own beers. They do can their own beers, and the menu looks absolutely lit as well. So if you're in Perth, get around Blast Brewing. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Like always, if you want to show some love to the podcast, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. If you'd like to follow the Beer to Brew, it's at the Beer to Brew IG on Instagram and the same on Facebook. Again, I thank you so much for the support, and I hope you discovered something new.